Good morning, everybody. Happy day. Happy Friday. It is Friday, the 30th of October. Oh, what a day yesterday, you guys. I don't even know where to begin. I've been thinking about a lot of things. God has shown me some things this week in these stories from the Bible. Specifically, the story of Abraham and Sarah. And let me get to this specific chapter. But God has been using the full moon and this fasting to pull things out of me. And a lot of times, you guys, what I think he's doing, he's doing much, much more. So what you think is going to happen in life is usually God's plan is going to be grander than what your human mind could ever understand. I'm going through it right now. So when I sat and I was like, wait, there's two sides to every story. Um, okay, it was in chapter 12. We're going to come back to that. There's two sides to every story, you guys. And the reason I want to go back to that story is because it will link into whatever God is showing me in my life. I'm going through a battle. It's a spiritual warfare, you guys. I am experiencing spiritual warfare. And God is... Oh, that's so good. I needed that. Really. God is using this fasting and this full moon to pull out these things in me. And the reason I go through such emotional bouts is because God has spent the last year really working. I've dedicated my life to healing from these things that plague me. I did. When I realized I needed God to do this for me and I realized that I... I I had to let go to the process. I let go. But I'm 37 years old. 36 of years of my life was misled, misguided, mislived. I was not who I was supposed to be, not living the life I was supposed to live. I'd been raised to believe on limited beliefs of myself. So it's taken like to undo all that toxic behavior and mindset, you guys. It doesn't mean I want to be a toxic person in this world, but I was raised to believe that I was a worthless person. That's what I was told for until I was 18. I was said those, those specific words and more. So it got very embedded in my brain, whether I wanted to believe it or not. And at the time, in my mind, growing up, all I was thinking was, once I'm 18, I don't have to put up with this anymore. I can leave and shut the door. But that is where I went wrong, you guys. I tried to shut the door on my past and walk away. I can't, you cannot do that. You have to face it to heal. 
When they say, and I've said this before, you can't go back to the place you got sick in. That's untrue and it's very false and it's misguiding. You have to go back to the place you got sick at. You have to face those things. You have to face those people, those places, and those things. And that's what God has been bringing me through. But this month... I didn't set a goal. I didn't. And normally God is really within me to set a goal. And I realized looking back around that first week, him and I never really discussed a goal and he never pushed it. And I always wondered, but he just kind of swept it off like this. And I realized that the goal that he intended for me was something my mind could not wrap around in that moment because of my limited belief system. I mean, we are only lim we're limited by what we know, you guys. That's a limited belief system. At the first of the month, looking back, I would not have expected, I expected my life to be in a different route. Okay, so for God then to have told me we're going to be working on this specific thing, I would have resisted, I would have ran the other way, I would have not believed it, I would have said this is exactly opposite of where I think I'm going. This isn't true. So instead, I know what God did. God's smart. God is a very smart God. He knows me. He, he knows. He knows how I am. So what did he do? He just sit back and he let the month flow through and he let me go through my emotional bouts. And it is, these emotional bouts are bits and pieces of things that are coming out and I'm having to let go. So God showed me something very interesting. I want to make sure you guys can see the board completely. Okay. First of all, these were things we were going to discuss today. The battlefield, you know, you've heard me talk about the battlefield. And there was this song I've been obsessed with. I've been like, music is my thing, you guys. I love music. God uses music to educate me, to show me what's going on. He's trying to show me the truth. So as I have been educating everybody else on the knowledge that God is teaching me about the full moon, Okay, you guys, and you know, I spoke of the other day when you are fasting and it's a full moon. Okay. Oh, I keep shaking. Sorry, you guys. Um, you feel high, but it's a different kind of high. It's authentic to the way we are created, you guys. So there's been this song I listened to and it's by Red Hot Chili Peppers. It's called Hey Ho. A-O. Hey Ho. Oh my gosh. You think I would get it straight. Anyway, I love this song. It's a nice beat. I'm, I listen to it all the time. And in the beginning, it goes, come, come to decide that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on. And I forever, like, I memorized that little rhyme. Come to decide that the things that I tried were in my life just to get high on. And it took me, I was just like, huh? That really didn't make sense, but I love this song. And today it clicked because God has placed things in my life that create that high, but it's an energy high. We're going to call it the word energy, you guys. A lot of you have heard the term energy. 
Okay. That term gets used because a lot of people don't want to use the word love. Okay. Energy equals love. Okay, you guys? And that comes from God. All of our energy, all of our love, it comes from God. So when I'm sitting here listening to this song and I'm just like, oh, you know what? There's things you have put in my life that get me high. They do. I feel high this week. These exercise, this challenge with the exercise, as daunting as it is, it gets me excited. I get high. Okay. When I'm sitting here fasting on this water, it's getting me high. Like I get really, really high. I get like that. Um, I get a lot of energy. I get normally happy. But right now God is harvesting me with this full moon. So along with that high feeling, that intense high feeling, I'm getting a lot of like, it's like the last toxic that God is spiritually pulling out of me. So you guys... Um, a lot of these songs that we often become obsessed with, and I'm going to post this one later, they will have a reference, biblical reference. This one has a biblical reference. Um, there's another one. It's called Jump Around. Jump Around. It has a biblical reference. I love that song. And forever I was like, and then he brings up the prodigal son in there. And I'm like, you... Every great artist, you guys, every great musical artist that left something significant behind was being led by God and they somehow, some way, biblically referenced God within their music. Look at Lil Wayne. I love the, and um, Eminem, believe it or not, Eminem has often biblically referenced things in his his music i remember what what song was it he's like like the oh it's um till i collapse i had to sing it out you guys till i collapse like the holy spirit that resides in us eminem said those specific lyrics in that song I love that song. And you know what? He gets it because only a person who understands and has experienced how the Holy Spirit resides in you would ever reference that particular line in their music. So Eminem himself, and I know by the music he writes and how truthful he is, God resided in that man. God, Eminem was meant to do the things he did. And God was leading him the whole way. And just like he said in those lyrics, like the Holy Spirit that resides in us. You know what? The Holy Spirit resides in Eminem because of the truth he speaks out in this world. People just don't like to hear the truth because uh, then they have to look in the mirror. All you parents got to look in the mirror and see your poor choices. That was another song he sang. That's right. You do have to look in the mirror. Um, what was the other one? No love. Eminem and Little Wayne. Both reference the Bible. And in in sly terms, you guys, they don't outright say it. But when you catch those little hints, you realize these men have been led by God. Little Wayne has specifically said, everybody knows God has blessed me. He 
He says it. He's not ashamed of it. So when we really think about music, you guys, this is why I listen to more than just worship music. God has led me with music that most people, I've I've heard people go, well, they've bagged on Eminem. I knew a man. He goes, yeah, I heard people singing that. And he goes, it's just not God music. How do you know? This is why you can never judge people. God will use those things to lead us. God used Eminem to show the world the truth of our behaviors. How beautiful. And you know what's beautiful? Eminem submitted, his soul submitted to the leadership of God to say what was in his mind. God's speaking to me right now. To say those truths because it woke a lot of people up. I, for one, I have journeyed my life through Eminem's music. To me, he is the greatest rapper. And not because he's the fastest and not because he is financially the best, but because his music touched me in a way that nobody else's rap music did. To where I memorized his lyrics. I memorized his songs. They, they touch a part of me and they cause my heart to feel emotion. I feel it. I feel the Holy Spirit speaking through Eminem in those lyrics that I fell in love with because they were true to me. See how God uses things? So beautiful. So the song, Hey Oh. Come to decide that the things that I try were in my life just to get high on. See, and everybody were, a lot of people are searching for this high in a substance, in a chemical substance. I was searching for this high, this energy, this love. Oh, I can't keep it straight, you guys. See what I mean? I'm way, like, now I'm really. And when you get... When you start feeling that high, that energy, that love, that's when you know the Holy Spirit is working through you. My best videos with the highest energy where I was just like on it, God was working through me. He was pushing through me. There was one I came home and I couldn't even wait to come home. I did it on racism. I, I was all day. I was like, oh, I can't wait to get home. Blah. And when I got home, it was just dead on. I didn't even stop. I just said whatever was coming out. So we're all chasing a high, which equals energy. Okay? Energy, I can't spell, equals love. And love equals God, you guys. Do you see this? We're all chasing a high. People are... Searching. We're searching, you guys. People are searching. We search for a high. Which creates an energy. This energy comes from love. And the source of this love is God. Okay? God, this is beautiful. See, this is the Holy Spirit working through me right now. Because I... I went to bed thinking of these things, little bits and pieces. God was putting it together. And I was like, oh. because I used to be the one who was on the spiritual journey where I just believed everything was energy, right? I was like, everything's energy. You know, where am I going to put my energy to? But I didn't understand the source of that energy. So I kept searching, you guys. 
But what really, I'm not even going to deny it. I'm just, God, okay, I'm going to be honest with it. I've tried drugs that gave me this certain high, right? Okay. And these were just for a minute in my life. You guys do not get it twisted. Like I was out there slinging and dealing. This was just something that came across my palette of life and I tried it. And at first it was like, oh, I've never felt that before, but I didn't like it. Something didn't really, really click. I didn't like it, it got twisted. I didn't like, I didn't like it. There was something not, of course, because it was illegal for one. Um, the way people behaved on it too. I didn't like being around people like that. Um, and the aftermath of it, it's toxic. But why are so many, here's the thing, out of my addiction, I have to know, I'm wondering, why are so many people chasing this drug? Like, I didn't understand, okay, I kind of do. For me, my, my addiction was alcohol. It was that thing that I struggled to let go. But for me, it was because it was easy. It was right down at the store. I could buy it legally. It numbed me. Okay. It was a different kind of feeling. It numbed me from having to deal with things. I, I, I try to reach across and understand the drug aspect. Like what was this high? Because after a couple times, you don't get this feeling anymore. Okay. I'm going to be dead serious about drugs. You guys, drugs suck. They suck. After the first couple of times, you don't feel this anymore. You feel like it's just not the same. That's what you feel like. It's just not the same. It doesn't, it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same like the first time. And after a few times, you just go, I just, I don't want to go through the headache of what it takes to get this to try to achieve nothing. And then to be miserable after it. Because you guys, coming down from drugs does not feel good. I don't care how much or how little you do. It is toxic for the body. It's painful. So now that I experienced something like this, right? I was just like, you know what? I don't know. It, it, it did something to me. It made me curious. But there was a moment in my life where I went to Fargo in 2018. And I was sober. You know, I wasn't drinking. Um, and I wasn't doing any drugs. I was very sober. My son was having a surgery. Um, I actually got this tattoo, which has a very deep meaning spiritually for me and God. I didn't know it at the time, but God was guiding me to connect himself to me through this tattoo. It was like the first thing I ever did on my own and nobody could tell me I couldn't. I felt very empowered. I told like one person I was getting it. That was it. It was the one person I knew 
wouldn't diminish what I was trying to do. I was very discreet about it. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't even tell my kids. So I was down in Fargo and I went to go get this tattoo and I wanted to get a butterfly. And the person I told was like, don't get a butterfly. It's not, uh, it's too common. That's the nicest word I'll, I'll say. It was too common. Everybody's got a butterfly, Christine. Um, little did I know that God was working through him because I ended up deciding on this one. Um, that night and the next two nights, I walked around Fargo. I walked like 50 miles around Fargo because I didn't have a car and um, listened to music. And I felt this. I was so high on life. I was so empowered. I was so high. It was an energy. And I didn't realize God was loving me. I was slowly getting connected to God. And he was loving me. And I'd never experienced something that authentic before. I tried to tell my counselor about this, right? I came back. And I didn't know how to tell him because I'd never heard of such a thing. The best word I could describe it was I felt empowered. So I'm telling my counselor and I started bawling. I go, I don't know how to describe these feelings. I go, I was starting to feel things. Little did I know God was waking me up to love. Okay. God was waking me up to his love. So you guys, the full moon's coming up. People are searching. We are searching for this high, which is an energy that comes from love and the source is God. Many people chase this in a substance and because it's not authentic, it's it doesn't feel right to our soul and it's crippling our nation. Because so many people are scared to go searching for God because of fake Christians. I was just speaking to people at work about this. A co-worker goes, yeah, I know some Christians. They're, they don't want to go to church. She goes, I know people that go to church. They don't like me because of my lifestyle. They said I'm going to hell. I want to meet these people because that's not what the Bible says. That's not what Jesus says. And that's not how Jesus lived. Where are these people? I would love to meet them. We don't talk to people that way. That makes me angry. Very few. I feel like Jesus in the temple, when he saw money exchanging going on, when I hear things like that, that's how I feel. I understand how Jesus felt in that moment. Because it's like, you don't talk to people like that. Because you have no idea. We don't judge that's not Christian-like. You're fake. Get out of here. Go repent for your sins. Because here's the thing, you guys. In saying things like that, and I have seen it. I have heard it. People are like that. Fake Christians judge like that. A sin is a sin. You sitting there condemning somebody for their life is the same as you being a murderer. You might as well be out molesting young children. It's the same thing, you guys. I see all this posts like these are the greatest worries in our life. No, you know what? A sin is a sin is a sin. In the eyes and the kingdom of God, a sin is a sin. 
So people are out here searching for this high, this energy, this love, and they're scared to search for it in God because of what they see fake Christians do. I love running into fake Christians. Why? Because when you confront them with the truth of little things that are not Christian-like, the Pharisee in them will rise out. I sound very, not very kind right now, but when I've come across these things, and it's very rare because people don't behave like this in front of me. I just don't allow it. I carry myself in a way where people know better than to behave that way around me because I'm not that way. Um... But when you say things that are bluntly truthful, you can see the Pharisee in them come out. And it needs to come out. Because so many people are missing out on this, you guys. This feeling right here is the greatest high I've ever experienced in my life. I've never experienced anything like it. That day, God made his presence known. I'm searching for that right now. He has me chasing that. It's somewhere. I haven't reached it yet. He gave me a taste of it, you guys. In bits and pieces, he led up to that moment that was just like, it was so huge. I thought it was going to blow the walls of my apartment building off. That's how huge it was. And ever since then, God has guided me right now. I've been searching for that. God has been leading me. But the thing is, I, I know you guys, and this is what, we might just have a diagram day. This is another thing. I just woke up. God had a bunch of stuff in me. And the reason I'm sharing is because God is working on me. And he's showing me truths through me sharing with you about myself. Like I'm seeing this and things are clicking in my mind. Because I have a lot of stuff that's going on. Okay. I mean, I have a lot of good stuff and I try to look on the good side, but there's a lot of things in the battlefield going on in my life. I'm in spiritual warfare. Which side do I want to be on? Because when I lean forward, you guys, I want you to be able to see the whole board. So... Don't go beyond this point, Christine. Lean back. Because oh, I want you guys to be able to see whatever I draw. So I need to have a visual of where to stop. So you guys, ultimately, here's God in our life. Okay. Oh, I can't believe I'm going to share this. Okay. This is my life right now, you guys. 
And the reason this sparked my interest is because outside I have like four trees in the courtyard of my building, right? Right now. And you he heard me spoke, speak, spoken. Can't speak today. You heard me speak yesterday about there was trees still with leaves on them. Well, when I actually looked outside this morning, there was one tree with leaves on them. This was the one right in front of my apartment building, right here, okay? Or right in front of my window, the one I always look at. The leaves are maroon. It's a unique tree, you guys. The leaves are super pretty. There's one tree and I'm looking around and I'm like, the one tree in front of my window? And it was God showing me because all these other trees have let go of their leaves, even in the cold. And this cold spurt that just happened, I, I knew God was trying to take me through something because I've been going through some stuff. And by looking at that tree this morning, I realized even through the cold, the tree didn't let go of its leaves. And God goes, that's you. And I had to sit back and go, because even God, even if he tells me, I may not want to see it. My battlefield, which is the mind, could be clouded. So I realized, I really realized, okay, I go, God, you're right. You're right. There are things I'm not letting go. And that is why we are fasting. That is one of the many reasons, okay? So, I'm this tree. And I'm going to draw my head big, you guys. Because I need to. I don't want my heart pink. And you guys, I am educating you right now. We all go through this. It's just being aware, mindful of what you're experiencing. So many people will experience emotions. And I'm going to do my best to be very vulnerable and open about all of this. So that way, if you are feeling like I kind of get it, you can understand, start understanding yourself, you guys. Uh, I'm teaching you how I'm learning about myself and breaking myself down to become a better person so that I can, you know, not, so I, I need to overcome the limited belief system that's been embedded in my head. Okay. It's a process. Um, I have to overcome this to ever have a good life. I'm hindering myself right now. I'm causing my own pain and suffering in my life because I get something caught in my head and I'm going to show you. And it grows into this huge thing that blows way out of proportion. And I completely miss the mark. And, and all the while, all I'm doing is isolating myself. And I just want to be alone. And I, I'm thinking the worst things. But truly... You know, people are just wanting to be around me and let me be me. And I'm, I'm just 
having this internal meltdown and I'm not seeing the real picture. Um, and I'm not becoming better. I'm allowing myself to get stuck in that battlefield. Many of us do this. But the thing about it is, is I no longer will ever turn to a substance to cope. So I have to face it. Some point in time, I can't avoid it. There's no way for me to avoid it. Because I refuse to ever drink again. I refuse to ever take any kind of substance to cope. Even an overcount of the drug, I will not do it. Um, where many, and this is where I can really speak on addiction, when we fall into this battlefield, many people will turn to a substance because it numbs them or it feeds them what they're searching for. For me, I've learned I have to go to God. So... Here's God. I've got to draw it the other way. You see, God calls, God created our heart, you guys. This is all God. Let's go. God's in here. Because God, here's the thing. When God created us, Christine, I love you. I love you. I love you, right? He put a piece of himself in us. So now, I like how messy that is. I'm being a messy drawer. There we go. Okay. Now God resides in me, right? God's calling out to me. He's calling me home. It's better. He's got this path to bring me back home, you guys. Okay. This is God's calling out to me right now. He's like, I have, I'm right here. Okay. And this could, this is where I belong. These are the people, places, and things that are true to me, you guys. Okay. Those are people, places, and things that are true to me. And God is calling me over there. This is that narrow path. Okay, but in between this, I have past hurts that trigger me. Okay, and they like to interrupt the communication system with those triggers. Oh, this is good. This is getting good. Okay. So my past hurts and will trigger me to try to cut that clear communication. And here's the battlefield, you guys. And for podcasters, I will share the link in the description. You know I will. Because this is a beautiful. This is beautiful. Battlefield is our head. Okay. And the reason why is because when I get triggered, specifically I, 
get triggered, okay, by something that reminds me of my past hurts, right? Something will happen in my life that will remind me of my past. And I start thinking about my past. I start thinking about the past. I start thinking about the hurts, okay? And what happens is, it goes around like this. Some of you might recall the day that I did the diagram about anxiety. So here it is. This is pain and suffering now. I know that's small, but I'm still gonna write it out. It's going around like this, okay? And here it is, you guys. Here begins anxiety, right? Anxiety, 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 and it gets stuck in, right? Here it goes. There's the mind. There's the battle. Now, instead of focusing on this, where I should be going, right? This is great, you guys. This is, this is beautiful. This is how it works. Oh, this is so beautiful. Okay. Instead of focusing in on my direction with God, right? And where he's trying to take me where I belong, on that narrow path, I'm now focused on this. And my mind, this is, this is anxiety, you guys. Your mind goes like this, right? And all it is is hurt, anger, resentment, okay? Pain and suffering, depression, okay, okay, you have all those going around like this, and what we do is we keep it in, because now we're a prisoner to our past, we are bound like this. We are bound. We are bound. We are in bondage now. We are in bondage to this. And God has no way to get through this. Why? Because he will send people and we will shut them out. Somebody like me. Okay, you guys, this is what I do. I isolate and I put up walls and I back into my bondage, right? I put up walls, I put up bricks. I need a different color, you guys. What we will do, out of self-defense, you guys, in our minds, we think we're protecting ourselves. We will put up bricks. This is so good. We will put up bricks like this, and we'll be like, stay out. We don't want anybody around us. Stay away from me. I'm going to come up with every excuse in the book. I'm going to create reasons to remove people. So we become in bondage to all of this. Okay? God doesn't know what to do. He tries sending people. You push him away. This is what I do. This is what I do. God will send people. I'll push him away. I can find every excuse in the book to get people out of my life. I do. God choose my kids. I've watched my kids come up to me and say the darndest things. And I'm like, hmm, that's God. But I listen. 
I've really worked hard on this, you guys, all year. This is something I've had to overcome. And it's hard. It's very hard. Because I've trusted the wrong people in my life. And they hurt me. In the name of love. In the name of God. So, this is what I've been going through the last month. On a small degree. I didn't see it sneaking up on me. I didn't see my past sneaking up on me. I didn't. And this is where God was showing me with the tree. I wasn't letting go. I hadn't truly let go. I used my past as an excuse not to trust. I do. I'm not even going to deny it. There's certain people in my life that I will trust on a small degree, but never fully. Why? Because I'm using my past as an excuse to back away when I get too scared. To justify not having to actually work on myself. I don't want to see I'm letting this happen. I don't want to recognize I'm not letting go of my past. I had to see this. I'm having to see that this week, you guys. Somebody called me out on it this week. Oh, God's good. God is smart. He's a very smart man. Just when I thought I was 10 steps ahead of the game, God pulled the cat out of the bag. Um... I, I've tried to cut people, certain people out of my life and they directly told me, I feel like we're supposed to be in each other's lives. You're the one resisting it. And I was like, and it's because I have a hard time even maintaining friendships. I don't, if I'm to be honest, you guys, I can sit here and justify with every excuse in the book. I'm being lazy and I need to let go of my past and I stop, I need to stop using it as an excuse to not put in the work to let it go. I have to actually let go. I had a dream about this because when I sit here and here's what it comes down to. I was just talking about this in psychology class. I had a dream over a year ago. And I was in a house and it was dark. I was walking around looking out and I felt fear. It's this fear that I feel now. I feel it. I feel it. It's I feel fear. And I felt it creeping up behind me in this dream. Like I was feeling it in the dream. And I, I couldn't see it, but I felt the fear behind me. Like it was going to grab me and take me away forever and destroy me. And 
suddenly I felt fear grab me. And I let go. In my dream, I let go and I fell back into fear. And suddenly, you guys, and this is no kidding, this was a very spiritual dream. God was speaking. This is, this was a dream I needed. It's going on in my life right now. As I fell back into fear, right? In the dream, I fell back into fear. And fear ended up being God, right? Because I fear love. I fear it because I, I don't understand it. I can explain it up here all I want, but I've never truly let go to it. There's just been too much in my life. I'm making excuses again. I'm not letting go. I'm not letting go to God and I'm not trusting God. So in this dream, I finally let go like this and I fell back and God caught me. And I, and that's when I was in the kingdom of heaven, you guys. Like I felt a vibration and this was, this goes back to the day I woke up to God. When I went into my meditation, I felt myself vibrate, like actually physically go like this. I felt my body going like this. It was, a and I felt that when I fell back, that vibration started again and I had angel wings and I flew up out of this house, out of the roof into the sky and I felt that feeling I had felt that day in March of 2019, I felt that, that love, that energy, that everything. I felt the love of God and it was lifting me up into the sky. And then I felt, then I woke up and as I woke up, some, I felt somebody else's eyes pop open. Somebody else had woken up and I woke up out of my dream. I could still feel this and I could still feel that feeling. And I, I just knew somebody else, like I was connected to somebody else. It was a weird, weird feeling that I do. I still don't understand, but that was my dream. And that's where I'm at right now. I have to let go in the process of where God's taking me. I have to trust that these things he put in my life are for me. Okay. Because here's what happens. I'm scared. I'm scared that these will be these. I am. God is having to undo 36 years of this. It's a lot. It's a lot. So this is what's been going on with me. And when I say it out loud like this, you guys see now I have to change. Now that I've put it out here on the board for the public to see, this is how God's smart. Okay. Now I have to change. I have to let go because I have no excuse now. Oh, so I hope this helps get you to critically think about your life. Have you ever experienced this? To what degree? Draw it out, you guys. Here is the challenge. Thinking it is one thing. 
I knew this was going on in my mind, but the mind is the battlefield, so it can get twisted in your mind. You can't just allow your mind to think everything for you. It took somebody else coming through here. And here's what happened. See, God is smart. God has used the same person to tell me the truth every time because I know this person is honest and not in it for selfish gain. So when this person tells me this, even if I don't want to hear it, I know it's true. So what does God do? God goes, I know how to get to you, Christine. <laughs> this is what God did yesterday. He had me, he had me stumped. There was no, I couldn't get, there was no more bondage. He used, he knew, he knew what I needed. He knew what it would take to break through this. Okay. Because as soon as that happened, I stopped. I stopped with this, right? As soon as this person told me these words, I stopped. Okay. I stopped this and I thought about the words. I thought about it. I got quiet and I stopped thinking about this and I started thinking about this. Okay. I refocused back on this. Okay. This is where my mind started going. Started thinking about right. Listen to your heart. That's what I had to do. Those were the words used. In a more joking way, but I don't know how God knew, but it was funny. God used humor to get to me. And the word used was listen to your heart. And when I did, this, these things started disappearing. These fears all started disappearing, right? Right? I started to dissipate. It dissipated like this, you guys. Literally, this is what happened when those words were said. See, I don't allow very many people in my life. Like, the people that are in my life now have been through hell to be in my life. I don't even know why they're still around. I don't deserve them. I don't. I've put them through hell. And that's the truth of it. Ugh. I don't want to think on that because then I'll just get stuck in my head again, that battlefield of thinking I'm not good enough to deserve people who care about me that much. And I think that's the core of 
where a lot of my stuff goes on in the battlefield. And I don't feel like I deserve to have people like that in my life. Like I've hurt them too much. I, I've done too many things. I should suffer the rest of my life. You know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I do, but I don't want to get caught in that again. So suddenly my mind is peaceful. Okay. That, that's, that's the word I can describe. It's peaceful. There's peace. And I feel this. There's peace. So I'm focused on this. And now I'm refocusing on going the direction that God, on the narrow path. I'm back to the narrow path. Where I'm going home. I'm going home, you guys. I keep getting distracted. I distract myself with my own triggers, my own excuses. And a lot of us do this. And most of the time when we get into these things, this is where addiction arises from. People use a substance to cope with those emotions. And when those substances don't work anymore, or you don't know what to do, a lot of people will turn to suicide. This is the core of suicide. I know. You really get in the mind of where somebody's head is at, and they allow you that far in. And they share with you the depths of what they're thinking. That diagram that I just erased is exactly what's going on in the mind of somebody who's deciding to take their own life. And it gets crazy. It's a demon that most people don't know how to handle. It will take over. It will destroy you from the inside out. I've been there where I thought I had no other way out. But it's because I couldn't see past my own pain. I was in my own bondage. And I had lived a life where I didn't allow people in. So nobody knew how to help me. I was quite good at shoving people out and self-sabotaging in a way that made people hate me and not want to be around me. <sighs> what a beautiful thing, you guys. I don't know how God worked that through me. That was beautiful. Please like this video. Please share it. Share this video with somebody who suffers from anxiety, somebody who suffers from depression, somebody who suffers with suicide, somebody who just suffers allowing people in. When you start showing them that you care and you're trying to learn about them, they begin to think, it's okay to let them in because they understand a little bit. Where I don't let people in is because I feel like I'm crazy. 
And I feel like I don't want to let people in to what is going on inside of my mind because I feel there's something wrong with me. Okay. This is why I don't let people in because I feel there's something wrong with me because that's what I've been told so much in my life that I believe it. It's that limited belief system that God's trying to condition me out of. Okay. By using people, places, and things to bring me back home and out of the hands of the Pharisees of this world. It's biblically where we're going with this. God will not allow me to reside with the Pharisees of this world anymore. He's had enough. He doesn't care what it takes. He has moved heaven and earth to make me his, and that is it. Lock, stock, and barrel. He doesn't care how long it takes. He's bringing me home. And his love, as I have stated before, is the greatest feeling I have ever felt before in my life. And God is quite capable of putting his love in things to bring me closer to him. He does it. God is very smart. He uses things I never thought I would ever give into to draw me out of that bondage. It's that link I was telling you guys. The Hercules link. When the witches were trying to cut that cord with Hercules, his life and take his soul... That's God. God will place himself in whomever he will, has for you to help you through life. But there is nothing that can come in between that bond. When God calls you, he will make it happen. And that is why no matter what happens, I will always end up I will always soften and I will become peaceful within my mind and I will start thinking with a logic mind and I will realize that I'm being distracted in my own fear and I will redirect Christine God is like redirect Christine and I will get back on the course for home I'm going to start crying because God is very beautiful, you guys. His love is very beautiful. Where I've experienced being lost and alone and feeling like I was alone, I know even in the worst times, I'm not alone now. So it's very comforting that even in the chaos of all that, I knew God was there and he was loving me. I just didn't know how to allow it. I don't know how to allow it sometimes. I get so this, like I'm not going to let anybody in. But God softens me. God knows me. He knows what it's going to take. He's so smart. I love him so much. So you guys, there's that. And the other part I wanted to touch bases on, and it's so beautiful, you guys. So I really had to go back. God showed me this too. There's two sides in these, to every story, you guys. Mm -mm -mm. It's so good, you guys. 
So in chapter twelve, this is when Abraham he was in Egypt, and he told Sarah to say that she was his sister, so that the fair the Egyptians would not kill him to have her. Um, as you recall, somehow God ended up plaguing the pharaohs, and they were pharaohs were angry at Abraham and said, "What have you done to us? This is your wife. Take your things and go." And God plagued the pharaohs because He loved Sarah. So, as you recall, I talked about the behavior. Here's a you know a struggle in life where many people are do things for self I can't even think of the word right now self gain selfish gain he was in this for selfish gain he was more worried about his life than he was his wife's virtue and god was angry and he rained plague on the egyptians so that to protect sarah and i guarantee not one single man laid a hand on sarah I know this because God has protected me by removing men in my life who had selfish gain. This is a fact. God has removed men out of my life that were not meant to be in my life. That God must have knew their hearts. God knew their hearts because I knew they were just suddenly gone. So I know how God is. He'll make it happen. When you are God's, he will protect you. And this is when I started to think about that story. The thing about it was, see, Sarah trusted God. God showed me this. He's like, Christine, you have to trust me in this process. You're not trusting me. You're not trusting I'm going to protect you. You're not trusting me. You're trusting in the fear and it's holding you back. As I showed you in that diagram, God's saying you're trusting the fear and the fear is holding you back. You need to trust me. You need to trust this. Trust this, Christine. Because see, he showed me in this story. He goes, look at Sarah. This is what God said to me. Look at Sarah. He goes, she married Abraham. This was meant to be. This was a God-ordained bond. Okay? I wanted them to be together. They didn't have to have legal paper back in them days. They knew they were husband and wife. Okay? That's, that's how it was back then. They were meant to be. I wanted them together. They had a purpose. She was obedient to him. She followed his leadership selflessly, faithfully. Even when he said, say, you're my sister, to protect myself. <sighs> so I'm just going to come right out and say it. I'm going to say it. So God goes, listen, everything is meant to be, Christine. Abraham did what he was supposed to do. Yes, right? You know, it may have seemed in the flesh eyes that it was wrong for Abraham to say, say you're my sister and it's selfish gain to protect himself. Ultimately, yeah, maybe that was wrong. But see, in the inertia of it was because she trusted him, God protected her. She wasn't going to be touched. But out of it, guess what happened? Abraham received the things he needed to build the nations. That's how he was able to have something to start with on the land in which God said, this is for your descendants. 
So Abraham did what he was supposed to do. And Sarah trusted in the leadership of this man and submitted to it, even though it was at the compromise that something bad would happen. She trusted in her husband because she trusted the Lord would protect her. This is why she was a woman of countenance. And God did protect her. And guess what? Out of them being obedient, they created the 12 nations. Out of her trusting the leadership of the man who is being led by God, and there it is. So the moral of this story, you guys, if a man is being led by God, we are supposed to submit and be obedient and trust that God will protect us. That maybe the man may be learning. And I'm speaking to myself too. Like I got to know these things. I've made all the wrong choices in my life. I've been, I'm the wrong, like I became a, I had, I I obtained toxic behavior and mindsets through my poor choices. I don't want to be that person anymore. I want to be Sarah. I want to be this woman. I want to be Ruth. I've read about these women in the Bible. I want to be Mary. I want to be this obedient servant, trusting of God. But in order for me to be these things, not only do I have to study Jesus, I have to study the women who have been this in the Bible. So not only was God showing me behavior traits that are becoming an issue in this world today, right? He showed me what a good woman of spiritual countenance that was obedient to God did. Even if it didn't seem correct. So I want you guys to see the flip side of this story. And that's why I went back to this chapter. God was like, you need to go back home and you need to share both sides. There's two sides, Christine. Abraham didn't ask me, but ultimately he did what he was. He did what he did and out of it, he gained something. And because Sarah trusted in the leadership of her husband, who was being led by me, she was trusting me, and I protected her. And God was showing me that, because I'm struggling moving forward in my life trusting people. That's what it is. I'm ultimately scared to trust God's path for me. That's what God's showing me. You're not trusting me, Christine. You're not trusting me. You're trusting the fear that's no longer there. That's all gone. Trust me. This is so beautiful in my mind right now. It's so much. My mind cannot comprehend this, you guys. My mind is like this. It's like little pistons going off like this. I have so much going on in my mind. I have so much that I'm just like, I don't, I'm trying to figure it out. So you guys, a recap. 
my mind is so filled right now. I, I almost can't recap. So recap, what time is it? Recap. Guys, what are you hanging on to? I showed you the diagram of, I showed you the diagram of how past hurts and pains can interrupt the communication with God and him bringing us closer to him. Okay. I showed you the diagram, how we can become in bondage to the triggers of our hurt and pain and how it really internally works. I showed you the diagram. Okay. I really want you to think about that. That is the focus of where are you at in your life? Okay. Now the challenge, I want you to draw it out yourself. When you go through these things, this is the best way to figure yourself out. Okay. And I mean this, you have to do this for yourself. When you go through these moments in your life that cause you to be grind, causes the grind that just rips you apart. Your soul and your flesh are like this. When your soul and your flesh are like this, when you're getting that battle going on in your head, okay, draw it out. Literally sit down with a pen and paper and draw it out. It doesn't have to be pretty. You see my, you see my art. I'm not no artist, but it works for me. That's what I do. You don't have to be an artist to draw this out. You just have to be real. You have to be honest with yourself. See how I drew it out? That is me. That's how I interpret my emotions. How do you interpret your emotions? But don't just think it in your head. You actually have to put the pen to the paper and you have to draw it out. Otherwise, you don't see what is truly going on. You have to get the visual. We are visual people. We need the visual. So when you put the pen to the paper, as I put the marker to the board, it made more sense. I understood myself better. I can foresee how to handle things now without allowing my mind, the battlefield, to take over. And, you know, I've spoken in the past, you know, the battlefield, that's where it's the battle between God and Satan. Have you guys noticed up until this point, there ain't been no Satan? None. There ain't been no mention of Satan in the Bible. Did you guys notice that? There's no Satan. You know who Satan is? It's our own selfish, greedy hearts. It's human society. We created Satan within ourselves. But we... We cannot comprehend that we're that dark and toxic. So we created something separate. Jesus was tempted on the mountain. But see, where God is everything, God has tempted me. God has used things to tempt me, to help teach me when to say no. He's tempted me with people, places, and things. Specifically, you guys... A couple of months ago, this is how God tempted me. 
I was in the worst moment of my life. This was August. This is, I spoke of it yesterday. I just crumbled. And you know what? I had, there was two people I knew from jail. They happened to come stay at the place where I work. They wanted me to hang out. I was like, nah, but I was talking to them. And you want to know what? I, I was all but invited to join in on partying with them. Here I was in the worst moment of my life. So angry with God, right? I was angry. I was angry. And right in front of me, I could have done any drug I wanted. And I'm serious about this. And I sat there and you know what? I had a choice. And you know what I did? I said, thank you guys. You know, I love you, but I've worked too hard to change my life. And I just can't go down this road. Um, you know, I, I know you guys have your own life and choices to make. I just don't want to do this. But I still care about you. And it doesn't change how I see you. Just so you guys know that. Now, I wanted them to know I still love them because those things don't, those things don't diminish how I see people because I see people, how God created them. But when I was given that choice and I sat there and when I walked away, I felt really good. I was like, I can't believe it. I didn't even want it. Here was the thing. As angry as I was, I didn't even want it. I knew what it would do to me. And I was like, what are the chances? And then I re it clicked. God made that happen. Why? Because he wanted to show me that I truly had changed from the inside out. That even though I was angry at him, I wasn't going to self-sabotage in that way and destroy my life. That's what God was trying to show me. As angry as you are with me, Christine, you're not going to be angry for long. And I'm going to show you the truth. Because see, you truly have changed. You just have to see it. Oh, God is speaking to me right now. Ah, ah, ah. To be honest, you guys, I feel like God is trying to get me to see and be grateful for the changes I've made, but I'm not wanting to see it. I just, I see a lot of, I see my choices in life. And um, I'm causing my own pain and suffering. I really don't want to get into that on camera. So there's a recap of that diagram. And God using things. What we were on was the discussion of Satan. There is no Satan, you guys. If you can tell me directly where Satan is referenced in the Bible specifically. Now, Jesus was tempted by the enemy. But that was just a metaphorical speaking. God was using things to teach him. That's all it was. There is no Satan. We created that in our own mind to justify our toxic behavior because we couldn't take accountability for ourselves. But that's for another day. That's beautiful, God. Even I know this. Okay, I gotta stop because it's gonna be a whole different topic. I'm going to, I'm stirring up a hornet's nest with the things I'm finding in the Bible. It's going to tick a lot of people off and make them uncomfortable. They're not going to like it. 
fake Christians are going to be pissed because now they won't have an excuse to justify their crappy behavior. And I'm sorry for swearing, but that's just how I feel. I'm calling out the Pharisees. I'm coming back. Um, on top of it, what else did we discuss? The double-sided story of Abraham and Sarah. How Sarah was the obedient wife, a woman of countenance. She trusted in the Lord, and in it, that is how Abraham needed to be to create the 12 nations. Even though it was wrong, that needed to happen. The good and the bad needed to happen, and she just needed to trust it that she was protected. That is speaking to me that I need to trust God. If we can't trust the process of God, when it's God-ordained, you guys, here's the thing. When it's God-ordained, God will protect you. The reason I got hurt in other relationships and in my life, because that wasn't God-ordained, okay, for me to tolerate that. Those weren't God-ordained relationships. They weren't authentic to his holy word. I wasn't living by the holy word. So I had to have consequences for going against the word of God. Your challenge for the day is to draw out that diagram of yourself, not of me. Draw what comes to your heart. It doesn't need to be exactly like the way I've drawn it. But this is just a guideline. Draw what makes sense to you. Make it reflect you and your emotions in a way that you can process it. We are all different. You don't have to be like me. But the, the fact that you have a guideline, draw it where it makes sense to you. And that's where you start to figure yourself out. You become your own therapist, your own counselor, your own psychologist. You are going to start analyzing yourself, breaking yourself down and building yourself back up. But ultimately, God is going to be doing it through you when you start doing these things. You just may not realize it yet. Beautiful. So you guys, I have got to get going. It is Friday. I've got work. I hope you have a beautiful day. You have your challenge. It's warm out. I hope you have been fasting this week to use the full moon like God has been working through me. I love you guys and God bless.